Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So how is it that you will do amazing things? Many of us will ask ourselves a question like that. We hear these wonderful big words and we think amazing and we think of somebody else and the other things that other people have done have been great, big, grand, and glorious. And we think, how can I do amazing things? The answer is easy and it involves remembering a key teaching of unity and new thought. And that's this, our doing proceeds from our being. So how is it that you can do amazing things? It's because you are amazing from the get-go. Regardless what you may have been told or what you may have come to believe about yourself, the truth is each and every one of us is amazing. And if it is important for us not to compare our amazing to somebody else's amazing. As everybody starts at different places, everybody's dealt a different hand when they are born. But the fact that all of us have gotten here to this day, January 1st, 2023, to me is proof positive that we have all done amazing things. Because my guess is that all of us have had to overcome enormous obstacles at some point or another in our life that we probably thought were bigger than we could possibly surmount. And here we are, looking good, feeling good, grateful for a beautiful sunny day on which to start the new year. So yes, you will do amazing things because you are amazing. In your amazing, whatever it is, is incomparable to anyone else's amazing. Because there's another teaching. If we compare ourselves to others, we will perennially find ourselves feeling superior because we look at those poor people who didn't do nearly as cool things as I've done. And then we'll look up and say, oh my gosh, I'm not anything like that. So just own your amazing self. Be in this amazing moment. And when that is your experience, then the grace that you are will be a blessing to the world. And you will find that you can claim and hang on to peace of mind, poise, and a willingness to try new things and step out. And you don't have to tell anyone that you're wearing your amazing super cape. <laughs> but you'll know. And you're the only one who needs to know. That's how you will do amazing things. So today we're doing something I've not done before, but I know many Unity churches and centers and throughout New Thought do. It's called a white stone ceremony. And so you have a white stone that comes from the Holy Land. And so I'm looking forward to doing this. And let me give you some background. It's one of those rituals, one of those traditions that is pulled out of basically one line of scripture. 
But that's all it takes to create a tradition, to create a meaningful experience. Because it will be a meaningful experience for you if you choose to let it be a meaningful experience. For those of you at home, simply have a piece of paper or a note card. You guys remember note cards? You know, when we used to do speeches, we didn't upload to the cloud we, with PowerPoints. We actually had note cards. So if you have a note card at home, that'd be great. A piece of paper will be fine. And let's begin with a line out of the book of Revelation that was written roughly 90 to 100 of the Common Era. And it says this. Let anyone who has an ear to listen, listen to what Spirit is saying to the churches, to the centers, or to the people. To everyone who conquers, I will give some hidden manna, and I will give a white stone, and on the white stone is written a new name that no one knows except the one who receives it. It's kind of like your super cape that you see and you know you have. It's a new name. So let's review this passage from the lens of metaphysical Bible interpretation. And first thing I want to look at is this line, let anyone who has an ear to listen to what Spirit is saying. In other words, we have our outer ears, we listen to what's going on out here, and we also have that inner ear that allows us to listen to our intuition, you know, sometimes people ask me about this term spirit within or Christ within. What is that? And I often will say, it's your intuition, your inner knowing. That's exactly what the word intuition means. So listen to it. It comes to us sometimes as a gut feeling. I got a feeling about that. Anybody ever say that? Or parents, I got my mother's intuition going on. I just know I need to turn around and see what the kids are doing because they're quiet. There's something I need to know, that sort of thing. So we all have this capacity for inner knowing as well as outer knowing, outer hearing. And so it is imperative for us to listen, especially to that inner voice, because if you don't, there's a consequence. Anybody ever get a gut feeling you should do something or not do something, you didn't follow it? <laughs> yeah, those are those wonderful lessons we give ourselves. We sometimes call that self-induced nonsense, S-I-N or sin. So we want to listen. And we want to develop this quality. And the way we develop that is through whatever meditative practices we engage, whether that's sitting in silence, whether it's chanting, walking the labyrinth, running, swimming. There's any number of ways that you can still your mind enough that you can listen to it. And so we encourage spiritual practices because in the busyness of our lives, we sometimes get so distracted by the outer, we're not listening to the wisdom that is resident within us. So we want to listen to what Spirit is saying. The next line I want to look at is this line, to everyone who conquers. So what does that mean, conquering? Or we like to use in unity and new thought, maybe a replacement word, overcoming. Every day, all of us are overcoming something, whether it's just getting from I-66 into the city or this new interchange at 123 and I-66, I had a bad experience there, so I'm still, I'm still processing. Nobody was hurt, and my insurance did not go up. But there are experiences we all have to overcome. Primarily, there are attitudes and beliefs about ourselves. Not good enough, you know, not smart enough, not capable. All of this sort of belief system, which we uh, shortchange uh, as uh, describe as BS, this belief system. 
Our spiritual growth and evolution requires us that we take time to go both listen to what we're saying and then release what doesn't belong to us. This is what Burning Bowl service is about. We release the things we're not taking into the new year. And then to affirm the truth of who we are, each one of us as an individualized expression of spirit. This sometimes means surrendering our personal will that is shaped and formed by our culture that says you're successful if you have a big house, you're successful if you have this, and really listening to what does success mean to me? I am my own person. It means listening to divine will, which paradoxically gives us freedom. What is the voice within saying? What is my psyche calling for, for me to be my best self? Not what the magazines say or what the social media influencers say. Because if you try to be someone you're not, there's one thing that is guaranteed. You will be miserable. Ain't nobody got time for that. And in this passage, there are three promises. To everyone who conquers, I'll give hidden manna, and I will give a white stone, and I will give a new name. So what's this hidden manna? This this manna you might recall from the Exodus story. There was just enough food for the day. That was all it was. That's how the Israelites managed to escape from bondage to the promised land. So when we are in the wilderness of our spiritual seeking and searching or just wanting to, to create the life that we truly desire, if we are willing to surrender our need to control everything, then we receive the hidden manna, that which is not visible to the outer world then we begin to discover that there are resources available to us we may not have considered. Then we open our minds to ideas we might not have thought viable. Hidden manna is just staying open to the new. New ideas, new thoughts, new opportunities, new way of being. That's what the hidden manna is. It's always here all the time. The challenge is we get locked onto our thinking that something has to be a certain way. We try to control a situation. It needs to be like this. Again, another surefire way straight to misery. But if we are open, hidden manna will come from all angles. It's like we shared last night. We often share when we're setting goals and listening to the voice of spirit. We supply the what. God supplies the how. Just stay open. If through your intuition, a goal or a vision for yourself has emerged, somehow, some way, it will stay. It can manifest if you are willing to stay open to the ways in which that can be. Second is a white stone. Let's talk about this. This is an ancient ritual. Back in the time when when Jesus was teaching and somebody served time in prison or bondage of any kind, they were given a white stone when they were released. It is a symbol that they had done their time and had been given passage to live with all the rights of a free person. A very important symbol. It's kind of like your get-out-of-jail-free card. It is a symbol, a tangible token that says, I am a free person. I have done my time. And think about it. When we release a limiting belief or an attitude about ourselves or the world that impedes us from being our best selves, and we realize, hey, I'm not doing that anymore, we have our get-out-of-jail-free card. 
that is so liberating. So each one of us has the opportunity, not just today, but really every day, to release ourselves from the anchors that drag us down. That's our white stone. And the third is a promise of a new name. So in biblical times, just as in today's time, a name is a very sacred thing. Many of the names that we see in our scriptures represent a quality that is inherent in the person who carries that name. Now, parents back in the day just didn't choose a name because they liked it. They chose it because it had an essence of a power that they wanted to and desired for their child to demonstrate. And sometimes in our lives today still, names are changed at transformative moments. Think about when somebody gets married. Many times, some one member, or if not both, of the couple will choose to change their names. Transgender individuals change their names. And sometimes, as a result of a spiritual awakening, we, as individuals, will change our names because we have completely identified with a new way of being. And there is precedent for this in the scripture. Abram, in the Hebrew scriptures, became Abraham, that breath of spirit. Sarai, his wife, became Sarah, the breath of spirit. Simon was renamed Peter. Peter from the Greek word Petros, meaning rock. On this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. Although the word church didn't exist at the time, the word that was used in Greek simply meant my called out ones, those who are choosing to live in a new way. So when we surrender to that inner voice of spirit, we become willing, I think, to take on a new identity, a new name, so to speak. This is very symbolic. You can still use your given name, of course. But there may be a new quality that emerges for you that for this year, you want to be a hallmark of your personal expression and your being. Maybe it's freedom. My theme for this year is breaking free in 23. I intend to do that. Maybe for you, it's prosperity. Maybe it's grace. I choose to be in the flow. Maybe it is just flow. I don't know. There is a voice and a calling for you this day that you will write on your white stone that will be a reminder to carry with you, I'm free. I'm free to give expression to this name, to this concept to this divine idea. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.